0: the people you-
1: And welcome back to Three at the Back with me, Ben Henley-Washford. I'm joined, as always, by the lovely Luke Bocher. Pleasure to be here, my friend. And the fantasy football hooligan that is Felix Parkin. Hello,
2: nice to be here. You've had quite a week, haven't you, mate? Yeah, I have. Um, I'm, I'm exhausted, uh, mainly because Tuesday night, uh, England game, Unexpectedly, out of nowhere, I just suddenly was smashed. I don't know why. It probably was the double whiskey cokes I was drinking, um, and yeah, I ended up uh, getting punched in the throat <laughs> in in spoons. And before you all feel sorry for me and go, "Oh, did did you deserve that?" Yes, yes, I did. Because what did before, you do? According to my friends, I walked into spoons and I saw some some older kind of bold men all sat in a group Mm. and I just started saying coach drivers (laughs) coach drivers (laughs) they look like coach drivers Um, turns out they'd all been to a funeral together oh (laughs) Jesus Felix and and my response to that was I bet you were driving the hearse
1: oh man (laughs) oh Felix 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 so
2: Yeah. Fully deserved it. Pretty embarrassed. Apologies to those gentlemen. Um, But it is also quite funny.
0: A little bit. And probably the most exciting thing that happened on Tuesday night. I I can't... Yeah. What happened in the game? Did we win?
1: But Pukoyo Saka did what he does, but we'll come on to that later on, don't you worry. We've got all the time in the world to talk about England. The important news is that we're into the knockout stage. This is always when the tournament gets a little bit exciting. If you haven't seen it, the teams that went through, you know, you've got Italy, Wales, Switzerland, all went through in the first group. Belgium, Denmark, Finland and Russia both gone. Do you know, I was quite pleased when Russia went out. I don't know what it is about Russia. They just feel like the villains of, of football. Am I alone in that?
2: No, you know, I was watching the game. It's probably because they're the villains of real life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All opinions about Russia held by Luke Bocher are not reflected by the rest of the podcast. I, I I'm i not having Putin knocking my door down. <laughs> I
2: was watching the game between Denmark and Russia, and it was, obviously it was BBC doing the commentary, and my, my dad comes in and I, I said to him, well, they're, they're covering this like an England game, <laughs> as if Denmark or England. The bias was that bad towards Denmark, but, um, you know. I, um, I, I feel like we went through.
1: There's got to be an element, though, of Denmark are, after what happened in that first match. And thank God Christian Eriksen is is now okay and out of hospital and recovering. But I feel like there's an element of Denmark sort of are everyone's second team at the moment. I'm sure if England go out and Denmark carry on, there'll be a, a nation of England fans rooting for Denmark. Um, I'm sure we'll all be rooting for them against Wales as well. Looking forward to that match. Elsewhere. You had the Netherlands, Austria, Ukraine all go through from that group. England, Croatia, Czech Republic all progressed in our group. We topped the group with seven points. Fantastic performance from us in the group. Others have different opinions about that. Then it's Sweden and Spain, France, Germany and Portugal all going through. It feels like too many teams going through. It, But but that's fine. I like the, the, the round of 16. I think that didn't change. You don't like it, Fee? No?
2: No, 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 Euros was better when Spollocks. it was, when it was 16 teams.
1: Agreed. Uh, I think agreed. it was better when it was 8 teams. I think when it was just England playing Scotland all the time, that was that was a pure European competition. Look, I
0: reckon I mean, make it make it 16 teams or just make it 32. I look. I had a look at who was ranked next on the next 8 team the the best 8 FIFA ranked teams that didn't qualify and you know there's the likes of serbia republic of ireland northern ireland um i can't remember a few a few other nations maybe slovenia might have been in there as well <laughs> the famous, just, like, famously
1: doesn't... slovenia's two best players are both goalkeepers and it oh, i imagine it doesn't, it doesn't it doesn't
0: it doesn't right yeah bosnia as well it doesn't massive it didn't massively like lessen the qu- when you've got teams like no disrespect to them i know the nations league is this weird thing but you've got like north macedonia involved you know, you've got Finland, Ukraine. I mean, I know Ukraine have got through, but how? No one knows. I mean, it doesn't necessarily dilute the overall co- like mm. quality of the competition. And I'd rather just go straight top two, like the World Cup. Top two teams go through. None of this playing x many games to eliminate only eight teams. Bollocks.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's
0: it's I, 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 it
2: just doesn't feel right that I mean, I will go back to the last tournament. Portugal drew all three three group games and and got got through in third place and ended up winning the tournament. Um, You know, I I just don't think that, that just doesn't feel right. Like imagine if Ukraine just, just go on to win the tournament now. That
1: would be great. What are you talking about? That'd be fantastic if Ukraine won the tournament. There'd
2: be an element of, yeah, but did they really deserve to go through the group stage.
1: no, but the point (laughs) of tournament football is, it's not always the team that deserves it. Isn't that the wonder of it? Like, isn't a little bit, isn't there a little bit of you that thinks that?
2: No, I like the fact that it's not always necessarily the best team. I mean, Greece won it in two thousand and four, and they were certainly not not the best team there. But that was in. I mean, it's still it's still possible in a sixteen team tournament. But Greece finished in the top two of their group and had to beat Portugal in the group stage in order to get through the group, which is some sort of achievement. Whereas Ukraine beating North Macedonia to get through (laughs) the group stage doesn't feel like enough of an achievement.
1: Oh, well, well, there's your opinion. Felix hates many European teams. Felix hates Portugal. Doesn't think they deserve to go through in this Euros or the last. Well, there's the headline. Um, <laughs> that's a title, isn't it? Really, <laughs> is what it is. Um, I think what we should do, focus on the positive. We like to do that on this podcast. Luke, who have you been most impressed with so far? Apart from the obviously Gareth's Mighty Lions.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's t- there's two that stand out for me. Um, there's two. Obviously, you know. Turkey is the dark horse. <laughs> the much, the much vaunted, the much vaunted. Turkey. Can you now reveal how much of Turkey you'd actually watched
2: before you made that prediction,
0: mate? I watched them beat. Who did they beat? They beat the Netherlands, I think, okay. in um, very recently. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they beat um, and they, famously and they took four points off teams. France in the qualifiers um, for
1: this tournament.
0: Yeah, they were. Yeah, um, but obviously one that was much talked about before. Um, Italy, Bobby Mancini's Italy, still mm. haven't conceded, still winning games um, and playing some very, very nice football um, with. And it's a very, very much, um, you know, I enjoy Italy because they're very much a sum of their parts team. Obviously, they have l- a lot of quality players, you know, Donnarumma, Cialini, Benucci, um, Veratti came back for the last game. And he's arguably the, you know, their standout, you know, the jewel in the crown. Um, but there's lots of players in there that play domestically in Italy that aren't massively familiar to a wider European audience that have excelled. You know, Berardi, Locatelli, um, Spinazzola's I mean, been unreal. Yeah.
1: Um, I like him because he's, he's a right footed left back, which, you know, yeah. I'm a massive fan of. And then,
0: you know, you have someone like Insigne, who's, you know, been at Napoli for so many years and just been unreal. Um, and it's, it, it's very intriguing to see how far they can go because I think they, they stormed their group. Uh, but Italy are on the uh, the wrong side of the draw, as it yeah. were, in terms of getting to the final, um, the bad half. And then the other side for me, um, sorry to monologue a little bit, is um, slightly criticised beforehand. Frank de Boer's Netherlands side are a tricky one to assess because I think there was lots of talk about him playing this five at the back system. Netherlands fans didn't want him to do it. We all saw them. You know, they flew that plane over the training ground. He had a bit of a joke about it in his presser. Um, but they scored, I think they scored eight goals in three games. Mm. The other side to the coin is they were in almost certainly the worst group.
1: Um, yeah, or, yes. Yeah, yeah. The, yes. the easiest
0: group. Yes. Um, you know, that Ukraine group that Felix just mentioned. Austria, not historically not a very strong performer at major tournaments, despite... Kind of always or recently seeming to have like set pretty good players. Um, and then of course, North Macedonia, who you know they are what they are. We love Pandev. Um, so I'd be int- for me, I like the Netherlands. Um, you know, they have a very strong team apart from in goal, obviously. <laughs> um, Silesen's positive COVID tests kind of ruined them. I can't believe Stukellenberg's still knocking about. Hey, um. But it is what it is Doing a job But I, I like that. I mean obviously Memphis um, Doing well doniel Mallon as well mm. Coming in uh, recently Performing very well Wijnaldum obviously We know for the Netherlands is absolute money um, Performing in a very different role That he does for Liverpool
1: And obviously um, Denzel Dumfries Who I mean Yeah d- Playing basically Right striker From the right wing back position I think has been involved in Four of their eight goals, fifty percent of their goals have either been assisted, he won the penalty, or scored by him. And he's a right back, and he could have had more if he wasn't so bad at finishing. But he is a
0: right back, yeah, but so very, very impressive. There's already talk about Bayern wanting him. I think classic. Um, I think so. I think PSV have slapped a gargantuan fifteen million pound price tag
1: on him. Um, <laughs> so I mean, Arsenal need a right back. Oh, we need far more than just... We don't have to talk about Arsenal today. I do like, though, something about a European Championship where a player can just slap an extra couple million on their price tag. Like, Patrick Schick has definitely done that, if anyone was looking for a striker. He strikes me as someone that a mid-table Premier League side are going to go in for. I bet Leverkusen are just licking their lips at the 30 million they'll get for him. Um,
2: He's He's the next Joel Linton, there's no doubt about that. Oh, he's no a lot doubt. better than
1: Joel Inton. Felix, oh. who who have you been impressed with? Obviously you, you tipped the sh- the checks to be someone to be contended with and they, they didn't really let you down. They through to the next round and they look exciting.
2: No, I was I was pleased after the first game against Scotland, so I thought that um they 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 showed the moments of quality that Scotland didn't have, basically. Um and I think that that is something important in a in a in a tournament. Um, to be able to come up with those those moments um, which Schick did um yeah to be honest the the two teams that got me on the edge of my seat the most um, out you know were in the same group, and obviously one of them was was severely affected by events in the first game, but Denmark and Belgium have both at times got me on the edge of my seat, and in the same game when they played each other, I thought we saw two excellent teams going at each other Denmark the first half unbelievable Belgium didn't look like they knew what to do second half Belgium come out look a completely different team with uh, Kevin De Bruyne on the pitch and you know they they, they got the win but it was one of those games where you felt like both teams could come out with it with some confidence and so it proved because then when Denmark took apart Russia in a way that not many teams have been able to do in the tournament so far um that that impressed me. So I'm interested to see how both those teams go from this point onwards. Um, Denmark are in the better half of the draw, but Belgium are obviously having beaten Denmark and top the group with maximum points. Probably a better team. Um, so you know it's it's going to be interesting to see how both both those teams go. I, I've I've been impressed by both of them.
1: Yeah, I, you'd probably say that Belgium have the biggest game of the next round against Portugal. That should be a a proper a proper old game of football.
2: Oh yeah I'm looking forward to that because Portugal as well to be fair to them at times have looked pretty effective on more on the counter attack than like sort of when they're trying to break a team down um i should we so, should yeah, say for the, be interesting
1: for the, for the benefit of the tape our, our resident Portuguese specialist mainly on pronunciations he's made a face there you're not you're not sold on Portugal I just don't like the
0: Portugal I <laughs> just don't like the way they play what. <laughs> I was very I was very happy when Germany cut them up. That, uh, hang on that. I watched them play against Hungary and they were really really average. Did yeah, that? they third... really and, Did and they scored three goals. That
2: third goal though was was beautiful. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
1: But... Speaking of beautiful goals, I mean there have been some proper goal of the tournament contenders. I, I feel like the obvious one is Patrick Schick because I mean that was it's going to win goal of the tournament because it was phenomenal. But Fee, if you had to pick one goal that you've liked the most so far in the tournament, off the top Schicks.
2: of your head, six. No, apart yeah. from six. Oh, apart from
1: six. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um Kristensen got to be for me. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. I, I loved... a... Especially no, 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 as no, a Chelsea... I, I know which one I loved. I, I, uh, it was, it was. Um, I thought Portugal's third goal was good, but Hungary were tired by then. Uh, Bel, but be- I not I'll go back to this game again. Belgium's equaliser against Denmark. Oh, the PlayStation that, yeah, yeah. goal. That, yeah. yeah. That was just beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, how?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've we've mentioned it a lot in the uh, in the pod. But how good has his commentary been, by the way? Well, McCoist. Oh, yeah, great, yeah. right, great. I mean, yeah. just proper, proper, proper old school stuff. But no, we we we. I, I have to say, for me, it's between two that sort of I haven't got under the radar. The first goal against Russia for Denmark, Mikkel Damsgaard. The the way that his foot comes across the ball and the way it starts sort of a metre or so outside of the frame of the goal and dips in was very nice and also one that I haven't seen mentioned very much Modric's one outside of the boot against Scotland was oh just sauce especially yeah. that angle behind him very nice but it's been a good I have I have to say I've loved this creep stage and I was worried that it was going to be a rubbish year because everyone has played nothing but football every single day for the last it seems like forever but it's it's been proper so far hasn't it yeah um, I want
2: McCoyst and Tildesley I, to have their own travel show after... after oh, show. I can't oh watch God. any more travel shows. Come I don't on. want
1: to see any more Mika Richards and Roy Keane in a car together. I don't I don't want it. I don't want it. We don't need it. We can live without it. Next Top Gear hosts? Oh, God. Do you know what? Can't Tildesley do and McCoyst. They can't do worse, <laughs> can they? They can't do worse. Um, that sort of sums up everything outside of, of Ingerland. Um, in a nice little bow. So we should come on to our mighty boys. I'm going to ask you a yes or no question, both of you. Okay. Are you happy with England so far, Felix?
2: Mm, no, I'm. I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I think. Good. Well I, done answering the yes I or no question. I can't answer Luke,
1: it. Luke, are you happy with England so far? Yes or no.
0: I think you. I'm inclined to say yes. Can I? Can you be niche and be like happy with the results, not happy with the performances? I will. Then it's tournament. Yeah. But then it's tournament football. So, but as we've sort of said before, especially alluding to Portugal in 2016, performances don't necessarily matter. Like no, Mm. no one's going to look back and be like, oh my god, we played amazing football, but got knocked out in the quarterfinals because we weren't pragmatic enough so yeah I mean you have to be happy because we've won the group and I think you know there's all this talk about like oh should we try and tactically finish second? I think obviously not I think winning the group is just like better yeah Yeah, a game at Wembley a a Um, game at Wembley it's always it's always better Um, and we knew right from when the draw was made however many months ago that we would you know we knew what the possibility was that we'd face probably Portugal or Germany maybe even France if they slipped up um and for a few brief minutes oh, those glorious, glorious minutes, minutes. <laughs> it was likely it was looking like it could be Hungary um but yeah i'm i'm happy with it because i think i you know the the optimist inside me is like there's so much more to come from this england side mm-hmm. like we have so much more growing mm-hmm. to do like we've we were barely out of neutral against scotland and made them look I, in my opinion i think we made scotland look a lot better than they actually are mm. which is a team of you know championship players plus shay
1: adams morning yeah. to any scottish uh, fans we got no, listening are, they, are, they are the uh, reason
2: uh, why i can't answer it ben the reason why i can't answer it and and i think luke will probably agree and you'll probably agree is if we go out next week to germany what do we actually have to kind of i don't know celebrate about the talk like seriously but
1: like, do you know, you know what, what
2: I mean? If we go out next week,
1: it's been awful.
2: It's been awful. If we go out next week, I do. I, we I do week.
1: But I'm not gonna lie, mate. I don't. I don't really look back at tournaments we've lost and think, other than 2018, which was bonkers. But I didn't look and celebrate that five nil against Panama. I look back and celebrate that Colombia game, which was a nil or it was a one one, wasn't it? And like, that's what's great about tournament football is the drama of it. Group stages are boring if we'd have won every single game 2-0 it still would have been probably just as boring i don't know that's just my take on it but i know that your problem has been more with maybe the way he's gone about these things i know that you wanted to see more attacking football than you
2: yes at some point i want england to put their hand down my trousers and have a little watch <laughs> make me
1: excited it's why have you got to happening. make things why, why have you got to make things filthy every time i just i trust you, I it's, a metaphor, you. it's a metaphor it's a metaphor this is why you get punched in pubs. That was poetic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. If I, I say know that, you, you, know, you know, know what, you what mean. I mean. At some I... point, I want someone to, to kind of, come on, make me... Make me feel excited. We're not. We the the Saka did it against Czech Republic, and shock, it resulted in a goal. He he got the ball and dribbled with it through the lines. (laughs) We didn't do that once. I don't think anyone did that once against Scotland. Well, I think Um, that I
1: I, I think I think that I saw Mesa. The thing about the Scotland game was definitely the occasion got to England, but not in a bad way. Not in a in a way that we've seen it get to them before. I think that what has been very interesting about this team is when I look back to 2018 and I've heard a few people say words to this effect about the way that England have gone about things. In 2018 we almost drew the first game we, it was the last minute that Kane came up with that winner and that, it was very nice it was very good. Then we thrashed Panama and then both Belgium and England played complete change teams because they, they wanted to come second basically. And then we have that really dodgy game against Colombia where we led And they pegged us back late on, and we almost threw that away. And then we were comfortable against Sweden. That was a really good game. It was the most comfortable I felt probably in any game of the tournament. And then we were 1-0 up against Croatia. And the occasion got to them, and they threw it. And they they didn't know how to hold on to a lead. They they were really silly. What sort of reassures me about this and the way that they've gone about it is, yeah, it's been boring. But especially in the Czech Republic game, once they're 1-0 up, they didn't go searching, they didn't go leaving gaps, they didn't do what you'd expect John Stones and Harry Maguire to do, make a mistake and give something away. They were just sort of like, we'll hold this, we haven't got to create more chances because we'll, we'll hold them out and we'll hold on to a 1 0. And we scored, two, Scotland scored one goal in the group stage, we scored two goals in the group stage. We got seven points, Scotland got one. I think that is quite nice in a way.
2: I, I understand the logic and, and you know, you have to hope that it, it comes off, but what I'm saying is if next week. We go out, I will look back at this tournament as a, as a you know, England were rubbish if, if we go out. And I, I know that's harsh because I do understand what Gareth is trying to do, which is what you're saying, which is see leads out, which we did not do at the 2018 World Cup, despite we haven't ever so done far. in my lifetime. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. story
1: of England. Yeah, and I'm about but to I sneeze. Also, so go ahead, you sneeze. I'm oh, gonna, shut I'm, up. gonna okay, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna you just sneeze Just sneeze you Don't go announce see. it <laughs> Unbelievable The pressure's got to him He's blown it It's classic England The other thing I, I maybe would say Is has, has Gareth kept his powder dry a little bit I mean you look at the way Germany had to get through their group And there was a lot of energy exerted Bosch. Gareth You feel like there's his players They've got a bit of leg left in them haven't they They've got a bit of energy left They've got a lot more to give than Germany Germany surely Are a bit leggy going into our game
0: I mean, potentially true. I think there's a lot of different, you know, arguments you can make to that point. I think, you know, you can look at the minutes played by players coming into the tournament, and England rank consistently high um, for that. And I think, you know, lot basically the whole English team plays in the Premier League and uh, play a lot for their clubs. You know, Mount Maguire, etc. The German team play in the Bundesliga, um, and they had one less cup competition entirely, and they have four less league fixtures Mm. Um, so I think you know have we got stuff in the tank I don't know I I really really don't know and the other side to that is I think momentum in tournaments can be really important Um, and Italy have it I think France still have it a little bit Um, you know Spain's big win has come at a huge time for them and I think Germany I think, well, I would have said before the Portugal game, Germany had it. Because after the Portugal game, because they were really good in that game, but against Hungary, they were pretty woeful. Um, but they were made to work for it, and I don't know. I feel like the fact that you know Germany, the point was made to me. Germany have been playing quality or quality opposition, um, and you know they've had to work. I think does that put them in a better mindset than England, who have kind of we we've cruised through our group without coming out of second gear. Mm. Um, I think maybe in in like a domestic league season you can afford to have you know a slip up in forty five minutes or whatever, but in knockout competition you can't. And I do I worry that because we haven't played all that well, we don't necessarily know how to yet. Mm. Um, but they, they and it's they, a tricky one. Do you
1: think that maybe sometimes a little bit? And we we're, uh, we're all members of the British press in our own different ways. Do you think maybe sometimes the British press get themselves a little bit worked up about, old. Oh, these players know how to get themselves up for a tournament. Lots of them play Champions League football. Mount James have all just come off of, and, and the Man City players on the wrong side of it, have just come off of a, a big game in the Champions League. They know how to get themselves up for the occasion, which is maybe yeah, why don't... players like Sancho, despite their clear quality, when Gareth says they're inexperienced, it doesn't mean inexperienced as footballers it maybe means inexperienced for the occasion do you think maybe we get a little bit too caught up on like the intangibles that you can't measure the things that we think the mood or the energy or the momentum these are all things that don't really ever come down as real matter
0: yeah, it's not a it's not a bad point to make. I think for, for me, I, I think I was talking more about in terms of like are us actually playing well mm. rather than being up being not not saying that we won't mentally be up for the game, but I just mean like as a team, yeah, we won't like we haven't reached our quality yet, and I'm not necessarily sure that we know how to. Um, and I think on the other point, yeah, I mean obviously we've got a lot of players. You know, United were in the Europa League final, Chelsea City were in the Champions League final, which is great got a lot of big players but then you look at the likes of Italy players that I've mentioned that were playing well Spinazzola plays for Roma you know Berardi and Locatelli play for Sassuolo who uh, I think finished 8th Roma finished 7th I think
1: Um, Immobile
0: plays for Lazio who finished 5th or 6th 6th I think Uh, you know Donnarumma plays for AC Milan who finished 2nd but he's probably never played in a major final in his life I think he might have played in one Coppa Italia I'm not sure you know this yeah sure bonucci and Ciolini's serial winners with juventus but you look at the majority of that italy side they're not playing in the biggest games but because they are so immaculately coached and prepared and mancini has been developing this system with Jorginho, barella and Veratti in midfield and he you know he's stuck with it and he's stuck with players for you know, the last 18 months, two years, three years, whatever, they're so well prepared for this tournament. Um, well, Whereas I think we are less so.
1: But, I mean, the Italy group, you would have said probably most people had Turkey to finish second. And the fact that Turkey were rubbish, that group does look a little bit easier. I mean, most people had Wales going home in last place and they've come second. So I'm not saying Italy aren't great because they have looked great. And even... But they they changed pretty much 11 players to play when, to play Wales and still. Managed to win that game yeah. pretty comfortably, so we'll maybe. I think if you
0: can throw if you can throw that accusation at Turkey, I think you can throw the same accusation at Croatia, who I think a lot of people thought they might win the group, but they came ahead second and were actually terrible. But they were terrible. Well, they were they, terrible against England. They were terrible. They were ag- pretty bad against. They were pretty bad against the Czech Republic, and they were not great against Scotland. I think
1: either. that Croatia started slowly, and I think it's easy to be like they were terrible. But actually, watching that game, England were quite good, and I feel like we are bad as fans at being like well we controlled the game Phillips and Rice controlled the midfield which they didn't do against Scotland but they did in that game and Sterling made some really good runs Foden really exciting Kane had a good game that game he hasn't really hit the heights since but sometimes I, I don't know sometimes I just wish that we'd all get a little bit like oh no it's okay yeah, but we were good the French and the Germans they're okay with just going like yeah, we're a good football team. Italians, they don't have a problem with ego. They're going to go out and say we're fantastic. And I don't think we do that. And it's quite a British thing to be like, oh, we can't get too excited because it'll blow up in our face. Like Felix said, if we lose to Germany, what was the point of never getting excited? And it's like, oh, that's kind of the point of football. Get up for it a little bit.
2: I, no, I, I, I haven't been excited yet. I mean, I you know, haven't given me a reason to be excited. As I said, I just, I just I think that's the difference. You know, Italy have had those exciting performances. 3-0, 3-0. We haven't had that, so hopefully that's going to come in the knockout. Uh, I want to talk about selection, team selection, because uh, some do. of it's some yeah. of it's been a little, little strange. Okay. Obviously, it's worked because we topped the group. I'm not denying that. Are we all surprised by some of the selections?
0: Luke, you're the, you're 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 like the main football journalist. Are you surprised? I, don't, I mean, selection, not maybe not necessarily. I think tactically. Maybe I think we, you know, you you had some some choice words for Gareth after. I mean, not personally. You don't you don't hit him up on the blower. No. But you had some choice words for his team selection after the Scotland game. But about uh, James and Shaw uh, and, uh, as, as, and as I Mason said, Mount, which I would not Mount, have. As I as I think I said, I think it was not necessarily team selection. I think it was the fact that the fullbacks were told, uh, clear, to me, clearly watching the game were told to not attack, I think to mitigate against the threat of Robertson and O'Donnell um, on the counter, which, you know, did it work? I mean, I guess, as you say, we topped the group, so arguably it did work. I think, obviously, I'd, I'd like to have seen Jaden Sancho get some minutes or more minutes than he did um, because I think he's a fantastic player um, and I think he's he's our best natural right-sided player even though he potentially probably prefers to play on the left Mm. Um, you know I don't think Foden's best position is on the right wing Um, I think it's either you know sort of on the left or in the middle
1: I think I'd like to say that Bukayo Saka is definitely seated to the right wing and has played there the best for Arsenal when he's been on form and, and, and looked good there when he played in the last game but I take your point and I think that we knew this was going to be a problem from the start I mean it's the fact that I think, and I, I don't want to go on a, on a run here, but I, having watched Sterling for a long time, and you've made this point, Luke, about other players, but sometimes when a player is so good for a period of time, they set their own standards. And we look at what Sterling managed this season, and I think that everyone is, is quite right to say he's had, a, he's had a poor season from his standards, but he had the same number of goals and assists as Grealish, granted, from from two, uh, I think two or three more games than Jack Grealish, and, and Jack Grealish had his injury, but in terms of goals and assists per minute, they're not a million miles away, and Jack Grealish is being talented for a hundred million pounds, and it, it's it's we as England, this is the most exciting crop of attacking players I have seen in my lifetime. I, in terms of the only problem is. How do you get the most out of such an attacking group? And like you say, I would love for Sancho to play every game and Sterling to play every game and Grealish and Mount and Foden, but we can't stick 14 players out on the pitch. And like you say, ultimately, seven points, top of the group. The Scotland game, you're right, it was weird tactics. And I think what has been interesting, like I said before, is Gareth has definitely looked to control games instead of what the Italians look to do, which is dominate and against Croatia, against Scotland, against Czech Republic it's almost like it was right, we're going to just control the ball just hold it, have possession for 10 minutes, 20 minutes soak up the pressure, don't worry about it and then we're going to raid for 10-15 minutes, we'll throw people at it we'll try and score a goal and against Scotland, if John Stones' header had gone in which, not enough to be made of the fact that he missed that header that was a free header with an open goal and he hit the post Harry Maguire, in my opinion, wouldn't have missed that it, suddenly, if that header had gone in, I don't think we'd have struggled. Well, we proved we didn't struggle to keep Scotland out. Suddenly, if that header goes in, it's three goals, nine points, top of the group, and we've got the same thing as, as Italy of of winning every every group game and, and not conceding a goal. So, I take both of your points, and I do hope that in the knockout stages, I I don't think we'll get away with that style of football against Germany. The handbrake will have to come off. Trippier and Walker, or Shaw and Walker, or will we'll we'll be he won't be available for selection because he won't have been able to train with, with the squad but I hope the fullbacks push on a little bit because they are good enough to do it and we should be able to go toe-to-toe with a side like Germany who aren't as good as they have been give them a go-in for it but so far I, I, you are both right in what you say about the tactics being a bit dull and the team selection being a bit I wish a bit more but I don't know you can't argue with the results and you hope that he keeps saying we've got more to give Maybe he's right. I trust a little man in his waistcoat and his big ears and his receding hairline. He's earned it. <laughs>
0: he's earned no, we it. do. We do have I think I think the point that Felix especially makes is that like we do I I mean we obviously we all know we have more to give. The, I think for me and uh, I guess Felix is the point is like you should try and give it like straight away. Like don't I mean yeah, build up. Make, I mean there's an argument for I just want to s- it, I want to see it at some just, point. Just know? play okay play your best football when you can and I think interestingly I think tactically we've been slightly different in all three games because you know we've seen players do different things like you know in the Scotland game the fullbacks stayed back in the Czech Republic game the fullbacks pushed on quite a lot Um, and you know in in the Czech Republic game you had Grealish at the 10 and then sometimes you had Sterling at the 10 I think that's probably to mitigate Grealish's lack of sort of defensive ability (laughs) versus Vladimir Kufal or Sufal um, and then you know against Croatia, we, you know we saw instead of seeing a four to three one, we saw you know Rice sitting with Phillips and Mount playing as eights. Phillips you know never played there, never plays there for Leeds since Bielsa's been there. Mm. So I think Gareth has proved he's tactically flexible, and I kind of want to throw it forward a bit. Um, you know to the Germany game. You know how 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 do we think we should line up oh. against Germany? For me, I would go. Because it's not so, it's something we've done in the past. I would go mano a mano, and I would line up in a three-four-three.
1: Three. Mm-hmm. Who, who, who? If you had to pick an eleven, because I'm not sure I disagree with you.
0: Um, well, obviously Pickford in goal, who's much, much better now. Um, he's had a great tournament. We should say. Sadly, a really good I mean, sadly, it would it would probably have to be Mings. Although I don't, I don't rate him at all. Also, someone who um, I,
1: I know that you have your own problems with Mings, but it's fair to say has had a very steady tournament and has been quite sound at the back. I think he had one mistake against Scotland, but even in that game, he hit, he won everything in the air and didn't look uh,
0: too in danger. Yeah, not great for me, but anyway. Mings, probably Mings, Maguire, Stones, um, I think pretty much picks itself. Wing backs, I think you have to go Shaw because Chilwell's not really fit and Southgate seems to not fancy him. Right wing back It's an interesting one. Uh, you know what, actually, I changed. Scrap, scrap that. I'd go back to World Cup 2018 You'd and I'd Walker. probably go Maguire, Stones, Walker. Uh, and then I think probably, especially if Mount's probably not going to be fit, I'd go Trippier at right wing back um, because I don't think Gerson's is the, necessarily the quickest. He's very attacking, mm. but he's not the quickest. And with Walker there, I think you can allow for Trippier's lack of pace um, defensively. Midfield is a tricky one. I think, again, with Mount's absence, I think... Gunduan and Cruz. Uh, I think Rice and Rice and Phillips match up reasonably well. Although there's an argument if Henderson's fit enough to play him, maybe instead of Phillips. Um, Gareth will never, will never ever. But if I, I mean, I, I, I would consider throwing Bellingham in there alongside Rice. But that's yeah. potentially too inexperienced. I love Bellingham. I think he's gonna be. I mean, he already is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um. And I think I, I'd love to see him given a chance alongside Rice, but it won't happen. And then front three. I think front three, because you have the stability behind you. I think you can afford to play Grealish because he does. You know he doesn't have to defend as much. Obviously Kane picks himself. Dropping him would be stupid. Um, and then I'd, I'd probably say Foden. Oh, you've I'd dropped probably, our
1: only goal scorer in the tournament so probably, far. I'd
0: probably pick Foden, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't take. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't begrudge Bukayo Saka or. Jaden Sancho, and to be honest, I wouldn't go Raheem Sterling instead of Grealish. I think, you know, you can't really do a lot wrong in the in the in the forward line in that forward line.
1: Right, we've 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 all we've all monologued too long. Felix, if you had to pick an eleven, if you want to go quick fire,
0: yeah, mine wouldn't be the the,
2: the th- matching them up. I remember we tried to match up Bel- Belgium in the in the Nations League and got absolutely our, our bums got smacked quite heavily. So, um, I I'll, I'll go to four two three one. Um, I'd go... I'd have Walker right back. I'd have uh, Stones and Maguire. I'd probably go back to Trippier at left back, to be honest, I think. Um, and then I'd, I'd have uh, Henderson and Rice. I think if Henderson's fit, I'd rather see him in there in, uh, for a game against Germany. Um, and then I, I want Grealish to play in the, in the 10 position. Um, probably Foden and Sterling. I think Foden back in for this game. I think that he can produce, you know, moments of magic that that probably Saka can't, and then a Kane up front.
0: Yeah. Okay.
1: No, I, I. This is the thing: is neither of those teams sound bad to me. I mean, the the squad depth really is insane, and the hard. Like we've all said, Southgate has the hardest job because he's got to find. The best way to use all of his players. I mean, it's it's a privilege, but it's it's a curse in itself, and I think it's a weight that he's carried quite well so far in the tournament. I'm sure we will have more updates on the Euros. It might be us, like Felix said, crying into a pint. It might be us. Finally, I just it. There's something about. Gareth Southgate seems like a mystical spirit that's been sent back to avenge his former wrongs. And like, he did the whole winning the penalty shootout thing against Colombia after he missed the penalty in 96. It would be quite nice if he beat Germany after losing to Germany in 96. I just feel like, oh, it just feels like a bit of karma um, levelling itself. Uh, Is there anything else? Was he in the
2: 1990
1: team as well that lost? Was he oh, in both teams. I don't think so. I'm not yeah. sure though. I, I I was minus 8 years old as were most of yeah. us, so difficult yeah. difficult to remember the the exact squad, um or even 11 to be honest. Um any, any anything else that we've we should we should touch on before we say goodbye for the week?
2: My throat's no. okay. My throat oh, is good. okay. Well, you're for recovering. anyone wondering. Did no you one. did
0: you get any did you get a punch
2: in? No, no. I'm I'm, I'm a pacifist, Luke come on
1: good i was uh, to be
2: honest i i don't really remember much but i remember that i was i think a bit surprised that i'd been punched in the throat good than anything
0: did you did the... you go did you go down or did no, you no just no no I just, I just, back, no I just staggered backwards
2: I, I i don't know if there was a stagger from my perspective it didn't hurt
1: like, so, at the time so i was just there like oh right <laughs> Nah, that's because he's well-armed, so that's okay. Um,
0: did you did you stay in the spoons afterwards?
1: No, no, it was at the end. Good. Yeah. And- right, fantastic. I'm glad we've covered that. Kids, if you're listening, don't fight. Uh, keep obeying no, don't fight. COVID Be a protocols. Yeah, keep obeying like COVID protocols, doing all the right things. Um, I would just like to say, from a personal point of view, um, obviously a lot was made of uh, rainbow flags, over the last week, um, I th- I genuinely I come down pretty hard on this. It's not a political thing. Someone's sexuality is not political. This is not a political statement. Um, I thought if you want to go and see it, Archie Wintutt, who's a German journalist or English expat living out in Germany now is a fantastic journalist. You should follow him anyway. Um, he spoke quite eloquently on this. But both the celebration from Goretzka and the other cities in Germany that lit up in rainbow I thought was phenomenal Um, and I think any statements like that going forward um, we should all support because stuff like that is is phenomenal and the taking of the knee again I don't think that the colour of someone's skin is political it's something that has somehow become political and these people's lives are affected by decisions that are made by political leaders but every little statement that football can make and we as society can make is a good one for positive change. So I'll end on that one. A nice little positive note. We're going to bring it home. We're going to beat Germany at Wembley. And if we don't, we'll all have each other to have a little moan together. So that's okay. Thank you very much for joining me, Luke Bosher. Pleasure to be here, mate. Pleasure. And thank you very much, Mr. Felix Parking. Get some ice on that neck, fella. Have a little lie down.
2: Thanks, mate. It's fine. It's fine.
1: Oh, we didn't even touch on your fantasy team. Do you want to have a little gloat?
2: Uh... I'm winning the fantasy draft, as you would expect. Obviously, I'm just unreal.
1: Yeah, Winning it by a lot of points. Let's hope that all changes. We will be back in the next few days, slash weeks, slash months. Delete uh, as is appropriate. We will see you then. Until then, enjoy the Euros.